This is the Hartwell Studio Work Sports Branding Podcast, Episode 16, Working with the Super Bowl Brand, with Jen Johns. Welcome to the Hartwell Studio Work Sports Branding Podcast. I'm John Hartwell. I am the brains and pencil behind Hartwell Studio Works. I'm a sports brand designer in Atlanta, Georgia. This podcast is for front office personnel who want to harness the power of sports branding to win more fans. For sports events in the United States, it doesn't get much bigger than the National Football League's championship game, the Super Bowl. As a cultural event, the Super Bowl brand has a power and reach matched by very few other properties. What's it like to have that kind of brand power come to your city? How do you use it? And what can you learn? Jen Johns, the former VP for Marketing and Communications for the Atlanta Super Bowl host committee, hosting Super Bowl 53, joins me to answer those questions and talk about what she learned working with one of the biggest sports brands in the world. Enjoy the show. It's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast today, Jen Johns. Jen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So Jen, before we get started here, if you would, uh, just take a moment to introduce yourself and your sports marketing experience. Sure, thanks. Uh, my name is Jen Johns. I'm the former vice president of marketing and communications for the Atlanta Super Bowl host committee. And prior to that, I led marketing and brand for AMB Sports and Entertainment, primarily focused on the Atlanta Falcons and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And I led the creative team that worked across all the properties, including Atlanta United and a variety of other things like their foundation. Um, prior to that, I was a consultant for a number of years with entities like Nike and Coca-Cola and a variety of cable networks. And then in the more distant past, Cartoon Network was one of my entities, as well as an agency called RPMC, where I led McDonald's global sponsorships um, for FIFA World Cup and UEFA's European Championships. Uh, and as a uh, as the VP, as a member of the Super Bowl host committee, uh, you weren't responsible, obviously, for putting on the event itself. That would be the NFL. Can you tell us about the role of a host committee? What what does a Super Bowl host committee do? What is its purpose? Our purpose was to be the liaison between the NFL and the city of Atlanta and all of our stakeholders across that market. That included handling everything from operations with the city, the police department, fire department, and uh, an insane number of different public safety entities. Then we had our sponsorship and events department that put on massive parties whether it was pregame, it worked with all of our host committee partners, as well as hospitality partners, There's two different categories there. And then we had another department that handled all of our community relations and volunteerism. That would be our recruitment of 30,000 applicants and narrowing that down and interviewing them to the 10,000 best volunteers. And then also handling what we branded Legacy 53, which had five different pillars for everything from civil rights and social justice to youth engagement to um, sustainability. 
we managed through all of those to make sure that our host committee and and the Super Bowl left a lasting positive impact on Atlanta. And then, of course, there was marketing and communications, which worked to feed the 5,800 media that was in town for Super Bowl 53. It was an insatiable group that needed endless uh, handholding. And we had 60 different media events and pieces of information that we fed to them throughout the year, which garnered over a billion media impressions throughout that time. So there are a lot of intersecting aspects, obviously, to that host committee function. Um, And with the work that you've done with sports brands, both large and small properties and events, amongst all of those, and having worked with the Super Bowl so closely, what would you say makes that Super Bowl brand different as as an event, as a property, as a as an entity? Well, I think that's ex- your question almost articulates that on its own as an event and as a property versus a league brand or a team brand. The Super Bowl is an event all its own, but it belongs to a family of brands that are all owned by the NFL and the NFL Shield, right? So the NFL is a massive, one of the biggest leagues in the world, um, and the Super Bowl of all of the events in the world is is one of the biggest. So when we say on a world stage, we truly mean it. Um, that Super Bowl brand carries a lot of attention and it garners a lot of attention. So um, in comparison to the Atlanta Falcons, who may only be uh, noticed and and appreciated in Atlanta and a few other cities like New Orleans and uh, some of our other main competitors, uh, the Super Bowl is recognized overseas and throughout the United States as being um, a destination that most cities would love to not only reach as as a NFL as NFL fans but also host because of the impact that the Super Bowl has on their towns. So it, it, it really draw it draws eyeballs from not just the United States, but obviously from from all over the world. So that means that that when a city hosts a Super Bowl, they're they're planting themselves quite firmly in the global eye. Um, and with your experience on the host committee then, what then, what then does that Super Bowl brand mean to the host city? What does it mean for a city to be able to say, we've hosted a Super Bowl? Well, I think that locally hosting a Super Bowl ensures that uh, there's a lasting positive impact on the city. Not only is that important to the NFL to make sure they leave behind positive things from a capital campaign project that maybe improves a park like in Atlanta uh, or whatever else they've done in different cities. But more globally, it, it draws that the eyeballs of different international businesses and different international entities that want to then come to Atlanta, bring their events here, bring their corporate business here. And it has a lasting impact, just like hosting the Olympics in 1996 did. So when you talk about, you know, the, the host committee was responsible for, for promoting the city of Atlanta brand, what, what kind of considerations went into that when you, where you've got that intersection of Super Bowl brand and Atlanta brand? How do those two things come together in a way that creates something more than the two of them could just be on their own? 
How do you take advantage of that? Well, let me start with the difference between sort of the brand identities there. Atlanta's brand identity, we were focusing on making sure that we look like an innovative, diverse, welcoming community, very much on the cusp of new technology and also very embracing of all different cultures. So with that, we wanted to make sure that all of our messaging and all of our events and even all of our programming on the Super Bowl live stage was reflective of all of our all of our brand identity. Now the Super Bowl had has a lot of positive impact and certainly a lot of power. They had some challenges along the way last year as well with regards to nurturing the and and paying attention to the issue of civil rights and social justice. As everybody knows, there was the national anthem kneeling issue with um the president's point of view, which had a lot of people on both sides of the issue protesting and a little bit uh, concerned. As that season rolled along, things got quieter and very much calmer. But while maybe the NFL was approaching things in one way, we were approaching things in another way. We had to make sure that we were embracing of all that the NFL was bringing to Atlanta, but we also wanted to make sure we were showcasing Atlanta as authentically as we could. Atlanta is the home of the civil rights movement. And we met that head on and said, and were able to embrace that identity as part of our own. Um, certainly we worked with an organization called Wonder Root to make sure to listen to the citizens across Atlanta. We held 40 different community conversations and those were attended by artists who then used the conversations to inform 20 different pieces of public art, um, big murals that went up across the city of Atlanta in those communities to make sure to share the, the issues at hand and make sure to make let the community feel included and certainly heard with with their with the issues that were most important to them. So um, not only a public art program, but a public art program based on the issues that are important to the communities. What would you say would be the your biggest success coming out of the host committee uh, in in bringing together the city brand and the Super Bowl brand? What was the best thing that came out of that? that intersection, that partnership? I think there were a lot of things that were well-received. I think we, we really worked to make sure that the city looked cohesive throughout Super Bowl 53. There were a lot of brand marks, brand design that was done by the NFL that was very, very powerful and really beautiful. It helped showcase our city on massive buildings throughout downtown. We also had our own marks and, and brands. We wanted to make sure that the host committee and all of our partners looked cohesive with the Super Bowl entities, but did not assume to be sponsors of them. So one of the things that we did, in addition to all, all of our marks and logos for the Super Bowl host committee, was to create a secondary look that could be used by people that were not in entities say hotels, restaurants, et cetera, that were, no, that were neither NFL 
sponsors nor host committee partners, but because they were working so closely with us in other ways, just by being good hosts, good citizens, and, and really helpful to hold rooms, hold space, hold event space, we wanted to make sure that they had access to something that helped them look cohesive with the event as a whole. So this secondary look that we provided allowed them to buy assets that could help decorate all of their facilities to make them look like they were part of it without jeopardizing uh, their relationship with the NFL, without having to take anything down during the time, and really making them look like they were part of the team. That's a really good example, I think, of where design and brand strategy come together in a way that benefits everybody. Because you're talking about a really big event, and everybody has got some role to play in it, but there are boundaries that must be respected. And how do you how do you sort that out visually and keep everybody on the same page? Well, you do it with with good design. Is that is that fair to say? I think that's very fair to say. I think we we struggled with knowing that if we didn't pull something together that gave them access to something that looked like it was part of it, in fact, showcased Atlanta, and that was Atlanta. It was welcome to Atlanta images, but with visual representation that. Um, linked it back to the host committee, that if we didn't provide them something like that, they may make something on their own, which would have the brand and licensing police after them during Super Bowl 53. That would take resources away from us because we would have to go police that. And we knew that it might not all look cohesive because it might look like scattershot approach from various restaurants, bars, and hotels. So really proud of how that turned out. So with all of that said, regarding working with the Super Bowl and all of the sponsors around town and, and, and keeping this constituency happy and that cons- constituency happy, what do you think surprised you the most about working with the Super Bowl and, and around the Super Bowl brand? Well, I think what surprised me the most was the power of, of the NFL's brand as a whole, um, the impact that it can have really how much effort the NFL puts into their visuals and their marks and and the theme and the decor work that was done across the city of Atlanta, whether it was on major buildings, uh, whether it was on uh, streets and facilities and signs, et cetera. It was beautiful work all the way around and extremely impactful. In fact, these Sponsors who ultimately bought surfaces on major buildings had to make sure that they had a 40 percent of all their visuals harkened back to the NFL look and feel, so that it was cohesive. So you didn't just have a um, a Bud Light Bud Man on the side of a building, but it really did unite with the official look and feel of Super Bowl Fifty Three. I would say of all the brands I've ever worked with, the Super Bowl is the only one that's ever used Roman numerals. So there was always something to be checked to make sure that there are enough eyes in Super Bowl 53. <laughs> but in the end, making sure that it was all cohesive, they, they really did an amazing job on their side, making sure that all of their look and feel, the color scheme, the textures, the lighting, there was a, um, there was a lot of use of, of lighting to really help Atlanta quote unquote shine. 
And we actually use that language in our world as well to help Atlanta shine or it's our time to shine um, verbally to reflect the artwork that was done by the NFL. Given that you have worked with AMB, with the Falcons, with the United, and now working alongside the Super Bowl, what do you think is the key to creating that kind of good, comprehensive, unifying design system? I mean, it's not something that you just pull out of your pocket in a day. There's obviously a, a lot of work that goes, that goes into that kind of a comprehensively successful system. What's the, what's the key to putting that kind of identity system together, do you think? Well, I think creating that thoughtful identity, identity system really involves just that, a lot of thought. Um, the creative team that I worked with, led by Michael Benford and uh, all of his team at AMB Sports and Entertainment, spent a lot of time making sure that any new branding system, any new look and feel was flexible, uh, could adapt, but was also had some rules and guidelines around it so it didn't get changed and altered and morphed over time. They're very consistent as far as brand management and making sure that we all um, abided by some parameters that made sure it worked well. And the same was true for the NFL. When, they, when they've when they got all of their things, there's a lot of checks and balances project programs within their system to make sure that all of the uses of their marks, brands, colors, et cetera, textures were used in the correct way. So there was consistency across all of the different platforms, but there was still flexibility in that so that it worked with other pieces. How important do you think it is to, to, to identify a big idea to be represented in these kinds of, ident- of identity systems? Something that kind of is kind of that messaging thread that runs through the whole thing. I think it's very important, and the more authentic it can be to the destination in the event of, with one of these major events, I I noticed that the NFL did the same in Nashville for the draft this year. I went and and toured the behind the scenes there and worked with their events team just to see how that worked, and the most important thing was that their, their thread and story throughout all of their design and graphics was that of Nashville. Um, they used a guitar pick as a, as a shape that was throughout. They used some authentic design um, for each one of the NFL teams that all tied together is a little bit throwback and a little bit reflective of Main Street there in Nashville. Um, and they used that country music theme throughout, but it wasn't, it wasn't cheesy. It was very sophisticated design, but it, uh, it was a unifying piece that was throughout all of the events. So last question here, what's your big takeaway? Do you think from working on, on the host committee, working with the Super Bowl? what's your big takeaway in, in regards to crafting a a successful brand, uh, designing a, a successful brand? What's the thing that sticks with you there? Well, I think it's all about storytelling. When we had a story about Atlanta as being innovative, diverse, dynamic, high tech, and welcoming, we, we really wanted to make sure we told that story throughout all of our design. The NFL did the same 
wanting to make sure to showcase what was new and high tech and innovative about the city. And they showcased that story throughout their design. When I'm talking about Nashville, they did the same. They were storytelling about Nashville throughout all of their design. So I think the storytelling approach, via 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 a photographic approach or a graphic approach, it absolutely goes back to what is that brand identity? What is that story you're trying to tell? And how are you doing it through visuals? Well, Jen, thank you so much uh, for taking time to talk about the Super Bowl brand, your experience. This is this has really been a, a great conversation. Uh, thanks for taking that time, and I will look forward to talking to you again soon. That's great. Thanks for having me. My thanks again to Jen for her time and willingness to share her Super Bowl experience. I hope you found it helpful and that you'll be able to use it in your efforts to win more fans. You can get in touch with Jen through LinkedIn. Her information is posted in the show notes for this episode, found at the podcast page of my website, hartwellstudioworks.com. If you're listening in iTunes, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, and, you know, it never hurts, write a review. Help other sports professionals find this podcast. If you'd like to talk some sports branding, you can reach out to me by email at john at hartwellstudioworks.com. And you can also follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram using the handle Hartwell Studio. You can check out my entire portfolio of sports branding work at hartwellstudioworks.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.